You're listening to Breaking Out, a podcast by singer, songwriter, and blogger Shannon Rains. This weekly podcast is designed to help believers in all stages of their walk with Christ learn to break out of old ways of thinking that keep them from living the full life that Christ has designed for them. I'm breaking out, moving on, standing tall. I'm breaking out, moving on, standing tall. I'm breaking out. Hello, and welcome to episode six of my podcast series. I'm your host, Shannon Rains, and today I want to share with you five ways we can draw closer to God in our daily lives. Do daily activities occupy your time and you find that you don't spend the kind of time with God that you feel you should be? Or maybe you don't know what God asks of you when it comes to including Him in your daily activities. Today I want to touch on God's expectations and some practical ways we can realign our days to live each day more within the parameters of what God intends and wants for us. And why do we want that? Well, How much of the time do you feel like you're paddling upstream with a toothpick? We're so silly in our human nature that we insist on doing things ourselves and then get twisted when life continues to elude us. Until we can get it through our thick skull that this life isn't about us, but all about serving Him, we're going to continue to struggle. We're going to continue to feel stuck or lost or on the wrong path. You can't find that path or that direction without God being in the center of your life. But don't just take my word for it. Today I want to get into the scripture, and first we're going to go over John chapter 15, where we know that the Lord is the vine and we are the branches. So let me go ahead and read. It's going to be chapter 15, verses 1 through 8. I am the vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. A vine that produces no fruit is worthless, yet we are unable to bear fruit without the vine. That vine is God. When we attempt to do things on our own, we are withered branches. And how often do you feel that way? You go into your day-to-day life thinking there must be something more out there, and that what you're doing is lifeless. There are so many gems in the Bible talking about the importance of following God and what our life looks like with and without Him. In Matthew chapter 10, verses 38 through 39, it reads, And anyone who does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it, 
and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Just consider those words for a minute. Don't just let them be said, but apply that to your life. If you're out there finding yourself without God's help and direction, you will find your life, but you'll also lose it. Do you feel that loss? I know for myself, I've been down that road so many times, crying out to God, asking, what am I supposed to do? But the whole time, I'm mapping out and planning my own life without His direction. I only spend a few minutes here or there with Him when it's convenient for me. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Our life is not ours to decide what to do with. The quicker we can get that through our stubborn head is when we truly begin living life. When we wake up each morning asking God to bless our day and help us to walk in the path that He wants for us. And I'll tell you from personal experience that God will indeed reward that in your life by opening doors to providing for your needs, and then the importance of simply feeling a sense of peace over your life and circumstances. But also understand that with following God comes some trials. He's not going to honor you just because you spend a day here or there in His Word, or you pray every now and again. I mean, yeah, He still wants what's good for you, and He's not going to simply ignore you. But the more you do to serve Him, the more you will see His work in you. I can look back and see His provisions in my life. At the time, I was so focused on my wants and needs, I was just upset with God for taking things away or my struggle when things didn't work out at all. But now I can see why those things didn't work out. And I'm still continuing to find more times when he interceded on my behalf, trying to get me to go on the path that he created for me. And I'll be honest here, but it used to frustrate me when people would say that during a time I was struggling. It was like, well, good for you, but God doesn't work that way for me. But if I'm really honest with myself, I wasn't really letting God take the wheel. If you're tired of struggling and want to see the peace that only God can give, today I want to share five important ways you can begin to do that to draw closer to God. You may listen to these and say, well, that's not anything I haven't heard before. And I knew of this going into the season of my life when I began seeking God earnestly, and I knew all this too. But today I want you to hear these with conviction in your heart. Listen when God might be saying, yeah, I need you here. Then start implementing these into your life. So step number one, wholeheartedly accept God into your life and let him know that you want him to be the driver. So my husband has been an avid motorcycle rider for years, and I personally had never been on or ridden a motorcycle for the first 30 years of my life. Yet, there was something intriguing about it, and I trusted that my husband would carefully steer us in the right direction and keep us safe. So I jumped on the back of the motorcycle, and we went all over Oregon. It was incredibly freeing to feel the wind, smell the fresh air, and not have one care in the world trusting fully that my husband was skilled at getting us around safely. Later, when I learned how to ride on my own, 
I realized how much goes into writing. You have to set up for the corners just right and how sensitive the handling is and how quickly you can get yourself into into a predicament if you're not paying attention or you didn't have the proper training to operate the machine. And life is like that. God's the instruction manual, and I've said that before. If you try to operate the machine without the manual, you're going to crash. But even more importantly, you have to allow God to be the driver. That same freedom you get from not having to take on the full responsibility at times, feeling the peace and the warmth and just enjoying the smells of nature, that all comes from allowing God to be the driver. Trying to do it our way? Well, that's just dangerous, reckless, and miserable. Yet here we all are all the time trying to do that with our lives. Number two is to surrender your life to God. Now, while this might sound a lot like number one, this is a big step. It's one thing to say that you accept God into your life and want Him to be the driver, but really surrendering your life to God, that requires a bigger commitment. Imagine when Jesus told His disciples to follow Him. They left everything they knew. They left their lives, and they followed Him. What if God was asking you to do that in your life right now? Would you leave all your possessions behind, all your money, everything you knew to follow Him? I get that we don't have a physical person to follow in that way, but everything, and I do mean everything in your life, should have the hand of God on it. If things are getting in the way of you surrendering your life to God, maybe it's time to declutter. It can be so easy to allow the accumulation of stuff in our life And meanwhile, God's getting buried under the acquiring of things. Maybe you have a job that takes you away from God. Something you know would not glorify Him that you need to step out of. Really bring that to God in prayer and find out if He's asking you to find something else. And He'll bless you if you do that. Perhaps you have your life so focused on people, your need for friendships or a partner that takes away from you needing God in your life. It may be time to step back and spend some time with God. Remember in John 15, 5, apart from me, you can do nothing. Surrendering your life requires that you give away things that you've been doing in your life that get in the way of you trusting God in areas that He should be taking care of. And this allows you to live His full love, which allows you to bear fruit. Number three, is daily prayer. In everything and at all times. No, I really mean it. And why is it so hard to pray to the person who knows everything about us, knows what we should be doing in our day, knows what our next step should be? In 1 Thessalonians 5, 16-18, it says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Some of you may already be amazing prayer warriors, but for many of us, we only pray in the most desperate times or at church. Yet God commands us to pray at all times, to seek Him, to thank Him, to rejoice in Him and with Him. I know praying doesn't always come naturally, and the silly thing is, it should. 
It's a conversation with your creator, your father. It doesn't have to be all thou art heavenly father stuff. God wants us to simply talk to him. He wants us to be authentic when we speak to him. A conversation between two people and one is that you just need to respect him. Come to him as you are. Come to him at all times. He wants to hear from you. If you don't ever talk to a friend or family member, if you don't ever reach out to them, you begin to lose that tie. It's still there. You have a fond memory of them. You still care for and love them. But the real connection is gone. There's a real loss. God also feels that loss and wants to hear from you. In turn, he will speak life through you when you still your heart. This leads me to my next couple of points. Number four, daily devotions. You can't expect to know the will of God or know anything about him without reading about him. In school, we took history classes and English classes. We learned about a lot of other people through reading about them. So why not read about God? Why not know the challenges he had in leading people to him in the Old Testament or his promises to us and his love for us by sending his son to die for our sins? There are so many scriptures for everything we're going through in the Bible, yet for some reason we seem to think it isn't relevant, but it's very relevant. Sure, there are some stories about other times and other cultures, but you can see a lot of what not to do that could translate to something we're going through. But a good majority of the Bible directly relates to God's will for us and how He wants us to live our lives. And if you're stuck in an area in your life, look up some scripture. So let's try this out. I'm going to look up the word discouragement. And when I do that, I can find Psalm 34, verses 17 through 19. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. Well, looky there. If we cry out to him, he'll deliver us from our troubles. That's one way to stop being discouraged, isn't it? How about feeling lonely? In Deuteronomy 31.6, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them, for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. That not only covers feeling alone, but also feeling God's protection. You're never alone. The more you turn to Scripture, the more you turn to Scripture. Yes, I repeated myself on purpose. The more I look to the Word for direction, the more I remember to go to the Word for direction. It's all in there. And there's an amazing connection with God and freedom when you turn to His promises and direction. Number five, stop and meditate on him. So this one really got me for a long time. There are other cultures that use meditation for other purposes or to honor their gods. The Bible, however, mentions many times that we need to meditate and that meditation is the continual thought about God's word and his direction for you. Have you ever been really stuck on something that you just can't figure out and it consumes your thoughts and mind for days on end? What if you replace that with scripture 
or prayer instead of the worry that consumes your mind. The more you think on or meditate on those prayers and scriptures, the more God can reveal the how and what that you need to overcome whatever it is that you're dealing with. Then you have that aha moment and you get to move forward. We also should be thinking about and meditating on God's word at all times. Should I do this? Well, let's think about what the Bible says. Should I speak up about this? Should I take this job? Should I? (laughs) Well, you get the idea. It should be the desire of our heart to follow God in all things at all times. If we're constantly thinking about Him, it's so much easier to follow what He wants for us and drown out all of our unhealthy, sinful wants and turn our eyes only to what God wants. Because after all, our lives are nothing without Him. There is incredible peace when you stop trying so hard to eliminate God from your life and instead include Him in every way and in everything. I had a very long stretch of time where I was very hurt by the church, and while I still believed in God, I wasn't living in the way that He intended or asked of me. And while He's a great, gracious God who loves us and blesses us even when we don't draw close to Him, there are incredible miracles that happen in our hearts and minds and life when we do develop that father-child relationship that we're supposed to have with Him. There is such peace in surrender. There is grace which is beyond our comprehension. We begin to have understanding towards our circumstances and others. It softens our heart to love those around us. Don't be deceived and think it's all just a float on a lazy river once you make that commitment. We'll still be tested and there's still going to be trials. But when you walk through the other side, when you finish that marathon, there is immense joy and rewards for your faithfulness. I'll cover trials at a later date, but there are things that I'm excited to share with you about God's love and His character. And today I hope you can take these five daily life activities and start implementing them into your life. I look forward to hearing your stories as you begin to feel that peace and see God's amazing work happen in your lives. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. You can subscribe, if you've not already done so, on most podcasting services. If you'd like to help me spread God's promises to others, please consider rating this podcast in the app you're listening with and leave a review. This helps my podcast be recommended to more people looking for inspirational, faith-based podcasts. If you'd like to know more about my ministry or my music or would like to connect on social media, you can visit me on my website, www.shannonrains.com. That's S-H-A-N-N-O-N-R-E-I-G-N-S.com. You can also find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at S. Rains Music. <laughs>